Art of the Assistant. Brought to you from the hills of almost heaven, West Virginia. A podcast created to encourage and assist those who are sitting in the second chair of their ministries and organizations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Art of the Assistant. Being brought to you from West, West Virginia at the coffee house here at Host Point Baptist Church. I've got Dan Vaughn sitting across from me, and we're going to kind of dive into an interesting subject today, maybe one that we don't think about often or maybe have never contemplated. But many times in the role of an assistant, we say we are the jack of all trades and the master of none. But sometimes I wonder what that trade is. And when I say that is, what is your job description? Well, you know, Treg, I can pull up my job description online right now and and email it to you. Well, that's one thing. But what is your position? Many times when we find ourselves in a ministry, we've been hired as an assistant pastor. And then when we really do an analyzation of where we are, we might not consider ourselves an assistant pastor. We might consider ourselves more as an assistant to the pastor, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so, and that's fine. There's, there's no issue there, but it would be nice sometimes to know exactly what I'm getting into before I get there. Because I might jump into this position as assistant pastor and be thinking I'm going to be involved in this meeting and that meeting and this decision and that decision. And then I find out I'm not invited to any meetings. Right. I have no idea what's being done. Mm-hmm. I find the people find out sometimes before I do, but the pastor is not worried about it because I'm really more the assistant to the pastor. Hey, I've got what I need you to do. You worry about that. We'll take care of the church. Whereas some people feel like as the assistant pastor role, they're going to come in and be involved. They're going to be part of that ministry. They're going to be working on pastoral staff. Decisions are part of their decisions. And so where do we find ourselves and what is the difference? And is this something that we could sit down with on a job interview and say, okay, pastor, would you consider me more an assistant or more as an assist, your assistant personally? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, the size of the ministry as well. Um, I know myself and other pastors uh, as far as um, the the role, it's it's whatever needs to be done, and there is a sense of team mentality of hey, let's just jump in and do what mm-hmm. needs to be done. Uh, but certainly, I think uh, when I just first entered into the ministry, um, my pastor hired me. My main responsibility was facilities maintenance and and cleaning and mowing the grass and all that. But that was understood going into it that, hey, I want you eventually as part of the pastoral staff, but we can't do that right now. So this is your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. This is what we need. And so are you willing to be a pastor in training while you're cleaning toilets and and cutting grass? And at that time, I absolutely was. Mm -hmm. And so it was a mutual agreement, and it worked out great for that time period. I later left and came back as the assistant pastor, and the... Everything was different, you know, yeah. uh, but we knew that going into it. And so right. if you understand that going into it, I think that uh, you handle those situations a lot better. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think, too, we could even say maybe there's a, an administrative assistant, mm-hmm. you know, that they're, they're really you're bringing someone in to do a lot of administrative role. Yeah. And, and working in that realm of the administration. So, you know, we think about an assistant, though. I think that's one of the things that's tricky. It's not like, you know, if we look it up in Webster, he says a person who assists someone, a helper, a person holding an assistantship. 
But if I go to the Hebrew or the Greek and look for that, it's going to be difficult to find. <laughs> you know, the assistant right. pastor. We don't have the qualifications of a deacon, an elder, and an assistant yeah. pastor. Yeah. You know, even though they've kind of set their own standard, I think we have as assistants. Now, you know, you could go, I've seen it, I've read it, where you can go back to Aaron and her. Mm-hmm. You can go back to Joshua. You know, you can, you can see Elisha. And, and he came forth to minister unto him. And we use it, but that's not ministry. I mean, right. that's not church ministry. Right. And then you get to the New Testament. You know, Paul, Paul definitely had assistants. Mm-hmm. I think you could definitely say Timothy, you know, worked as that assistant. I think if you really guys want to do a study on an assistant pastor, John Mark would be dynamite because he was profitable. Yeah. He became profitable, Paul, yeah. for ministry. Okay, that, that's from an assistant role, I think. And, and Erastus, we see in the Bible, played an important role mm. in the life of Paul. So were these guys assistant pastors? Probably assistant apostles, you right. know? Yeah. They could never be an apostle, but they were they were an assistant to Paul in that that role. And and many times, like you said, Dan, we could find ourselves in all three. Yeah, You know, I'm running to grab something at Walmart to come back to fix the faucet to email that missionary mm-hmm. and then to be in that meeting. Yeah. So that's very possible as well. But sometimes I think that um, guys are shocked when they take on a job and they realize that this isn't what I signed up for. Right. This isn't what I'm thinking I was getting into. And, and so let's just talk a little bit about each one of those roles. Sure. And that way if, if some of these guys are listening and they're looking at, at going into a church or interviewing for a position this spring, guys are going to be hiring. Those things are coming maybe so they can just be aware yeah. of what the pastor expects. And and it might not be something the pastor tells you because he just assumes that's what an assistant does, mm-hmm. but you might ask the guy before you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good thought. And I remember a day where I asked my pastor, uh, he kept talking about this transition where, you know, you're going to be pastor someday. And okay. uh, and I just said, listen, if you really see that gift in, in my life or that calling in my life, then I need to know how to run a business meeting. Mm. I, I need to know how those closed doors meeting uh, meetings operate. And so he started bringing me in on, uh, on some of that stuff because he saw me as a long-term fit yeah. there. And I think that's another thing. Surprise. I think pastors are weary um, or, or leery is the yeah. better word of uh, some guy. Is he going to come in here, stir it up? You're still building that trust yeah. aspect. Um, and uh, so that's that's part of it. No, but, I, yeah. um, I, I look at it this way. Not every assistant is gifted in the same ways. Mm-hmm. So... You, you talk about the administrative assistant or the assistant to the pastor or, you know, the assistant pastor. Um, sometimes we're hiring our weaknesses as well. Yeah. So if I am, an, am a gifted administrator, then I need somebody who's going to pick up the slack in areas that I'm weak in. And um, that may be why you're hired is if, if you've got a pastor who's very relational, but, but not a good administrator, he's hiring yeah. you for all the administration stuff. Yeah. And so, uh, you need to know where you fit into that puzzle. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like when I hired, um, Jeremy, I knew what I was hiring and I mean, it was a year out. We started this process, but I'm not an administrator. I can, but I'm a, I'm the vision guy. And so this is what I want. Can you make it happen? Yeah. You know, and I think as far as training goes, no matter what, as pastors, man, we need to be continually training. Sure. You know, there's a book out called Next, and, and it's the idea mentality that I'm always training the next guy. Mm. 
So I was um, interviewed on a podcast for Gospel Fellowship Association, and you know, Marshall uh, Fan said, "When have when will you start training your youth guy to become the pastor?" I said, "I already have." Hmm. Because if I mean I've tried to die twice. If if I were to, <laughs> die, to die and the twice. church said, "Hey, we all love Joey and we want <clears throat> Joey to become our pastor," yeah. Um, two years from now, I don't want the men going. Man, did Trey teach this guy anything? Right. You know. Yeah. Or if Joey gets called to another ministry, having the board call me and say, "Hey, why didn't you set us up, man? Mm. You didn't have this guy ready." Yeah. And I don't want that. And well, so I'm training him, and he might be an assistant for 20 years. That that's a good point right there. But he's still in training, right? In yeah. ministry, he's he's growing in that role. There are there are some people who do not look at the assistant pastor <clears throat> as a stepping stone into the pastorate, mm-hmm. and praise God for those people yeah. um, because we need them. I mean, we need you yes. um, to to be in that role. I um. I looked at something several years ago, and I feel like that we have kind of made the assistant into a almost where a deacon should be. Mm, yeah. So you know the the deacons were called to to serve the tables to take a lot of the administrative, but also um, just a lot of the busy work That's off good. the off the pastor, so he could do a. Um, you know, he could pray, he could visit, he could study the Word. Yeah. So I look at, uh, for my assistant, anything that he can take off of me so I can pray, so I can study, so I can visit. Now, the training is there, you know, the conversations are there, yeah. but all of the busy work, as we speak, he is going to get a quote on some new signage. Okay. And, um, you know, he's he's uh, stopping by the post office. and uh, But... I've given him some assignments of people in the church that I want you to reach out to them. I want you to go take them fishing. Go, That's good. Uh, I mean, go spend time with yeah. them. So it's a combination of, all, of yeah. all of that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we could probably have assistants that didn't, that doesn't have a Bible college degree mm-hmm. that your job is just to take the busy work off. Yeah. And we would, we would probably be better equipped at that. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think that that is that maybe that assistant to the pastor role. Mm-hmm. I read one book and um, it was called Serving in the Shadows. And it said, I should look it up here, but I'll do the best I can to quote it. It said, assistant pastors, you should be dropping the suits off at the cleaners for your pastor and picking them back up. <laughs> you should make sure his car is always clean. <clears throat> You should make sure that he's always got his favorite candy and drinks in stock at the church, and you should make sure his shoes are shined and ready to go for Sunday. Hmm. And I thought, whoa, 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 wait a second yeah. here. And, and, you know, so as a pastor, that sounds awesome, <laughs> you know, but in order to clean my car, that means my assistant has to drive it and he's not touching <laughs> it. Um, I've seen him drive. But I, I, that's not what I'm looking for. Right. I don't want someone to serve me, hmm. you know, to assist but that's almost like a service, yeah. you know? And and if some guys are out there and they're doing that and they're gifted in that role, you know, hats off to you and your pastor. Yeah. You know, and if you feel like, man, I just got to do everything I can when we make it easier, make life easier, mow mm-hmm. grass and do this. But I think sometimes that's, that's li- putting the pastor at a level mm. that maybe he shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Uh, man, I'm going to shine his shoes. Yeah. And I'm... You know, I don't. I don't even feel. Man, I I like a team atmosphere, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna have a member of my team shine my shoes. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Um, 
and I wouldn't even have my kids do it. I'll do it myself. Yeah. But but I understand what that book was saying, but that's like taking the assistant to the pastor to the extreme, I yeah, think. I don't sure. know if you agree or disagree with that. Well, I, I think every fit is going to be a little bit different. And I, it's one thing if the pastor's expectation is is the heavy-handed did you get my my mm. shoes done? Did you yeah. get my car done? Yeah. And, and and he is yeah. treating the staff, right. you know, very, um, I, I don't know, uh, subhuman yeah. in in areas. Uh, however, I don't know. Maybe that works yeah. in in some yeah. and cases. Might, I mean, I think I, I've done it before in my assistant rule, where the 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 assistant pastor that I was under said, "Hey, take my car, go make that visit. It'll be fine. You don't yeah. take yours." I went and cleaned it out and washed it before I yeah. came back. But that was on you. But that was on me. I, you wanted to do no, yes, something just nice. Just something for so, him, right. not that I felt like I was required to do. Yeah. And I think sometimes, Dan, like you said, if that communication isn't there and I find myself in that position and I didn't know this was expected of me or being asked of me, then just a couple of years, man, I want out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I'm done. I, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and, and it can drive me out of ministry. Or, or to another ministry because it's not, this isn't what I expected. So again, that communication thing is essential. Yeah. And and maybe you get into that position and it's not what you expected, but man, it works. Yeah, You're liking it. It seems to be good. Yeah. And you know, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Um, I, I told you that, you know, my pastor approached me, said, this is what we need mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. It's not what, what you went to school to do, right. but this is what, this is the position that we need. So if you want to be a part of the staff, this is the position that we yeah. need. Um, I, just my observation, I think a lot of assistants are in that that situation right there. Yeah. This is this is the job that we need done. This is not mm-hmm. what you're gifted to do. You're not right. an administrator, right. but I need an administrator. Yeah. I like you. You're a homeboy. Yeah. I want yeah. you. I want you on my staff because yeah. you're a good guy. That's good. But that. But I really don't need you for your gifts. I need mm-hmm. you for something totally different. And so, it's almost like a hodgepodge, you know, set up, um, and everybody lives frustrated. Yeah. Because I hired you as an administrator, but that's you're not naturally gifted yeah. as an administrator. So. Uh, we're we're agreeing to do the wrong job because we want in the ministry, yeah. Uh, or we're hiring uh, the wrong person to do yeah. the the, uh, the job. Yeah, I think that's good. I, I listened to a podcast, and in the podcast was interviewing David Sailors, who was the managing director, been with Chick Fil A thirty seven years, just in the marketing hmm. side of it. And so he started with Chick Fil A when it was a, a dozen or so stores, just in malls and is seeing it still today in its in mm. its heyday. And he said in that podcast, and I won't get it exactly right, he went out of college and Chick-fil-A offered him 50% less than anybody else had for a job. Mm. And he was talking to a mentor and said, I don't know what to do. I love the idea of Chick-fil-A. I love the business model, but they're paying me half. And he said, listen, as a young man coming out of college, pay is what you don't worry about. He said, number one thing you must do as you're graduating college and looking to start your first place of employment is to work with somebody you can learn from. Hmm. Is, is, you know, um, oh, I'm going to for true. What's his true at the sober chick play? I forget, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, can you learn from him? And is this somebody you want to grow from? Right. And you feel like in this place's appointment, they're going to grow you and make you, you know, then, then think about it too. Is this an organization that you believe in and are excited about? Yeah. That even if things belly up and you have to get a part-time job, you don't care because you love this ministry mm-hmm. and you want to be part of that ministry. 
Um, number three, do you believe in the mission and where it's going? Mm. And I forget what number four was. I should, I, I was driving. I couldn't write them down. I have to yeah. go back and re-listen. But the point is too, I think guys, if you're looking at that and, and like what Dan was just saying, but at this pastor, somebody you want to work under, you want to learn right. from, yeah. there's things you can glean. Maybe there's benefits of being home because you know, your parents are there. You can help mm-hmm. with housing. That's what I did. I lived at home and, and worked at the church two years before I was married. Um, you know, that's, if these are a church you can get behind, you're excited about, it's a pastor you want to serve under, hey, some of those things, right. maybe you're in the position where it's not that big of a deal yeah. because this is where you want to be. Yeah. Title is not everything. Atmosphere is everything. Yes. And so you you might be in a church that runs, uh, you know, maybe has a 2,000-member uh, congregation and yeah. you're one of the assistants' assistants. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you could be a pastor of a church of 20, but your influence is you know, yeah. much different you know, in, in both of those places. Yeah. And so um, I, I think that you have to figure out what your natural gifts are, what areas you want to grow in, and what atmosphere yeah. you want to be in. Yeah. And if your job is taking the pastor suits to the dry cleaners, but you have the opportunity to be involved in yeah. a ministry that is thriving and, and you're fulfilled in that, don't don't look at it as a, I don't know, a, a, a less than position. Mm-hmm. So Somebody has to do those kind of things. Right. And uh, if you're learning and you're growing and, uh, you know, your, your family is satisfied and you, you can't look at it as, well, I'm, I'm not the guy right. or I'm right. not this or I'm no. not that. You're, it's no. okay. Yeah. I, each, each one of the positions we're talking about, it's perfectly acceptable and good to be in that. Yeah. Don't yeah. be somebody that you're not. Right. No, I think that's exactly right. And if you're listening and not into sports, um, you know, just turn me off right now. It's great having you with us. But <laughs> let me let me give three sports illustrations, I think, as we, we think about this, as we think about the administrative assistant, the assistant, or um, the assistant to the pastor. So when I look at that, in the role of an assistant to the pastor, I look at that guy as a caddy. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, so you, you are the caddy to the pastor. And at first glance, you know, that sounds like a put-down, but it's not. I mean, Tiger Woods loves his caddy. Mm-hmm. Those guys have been the masters together. They've done so much together. Yeah. And most caddies play on the amateur tour. They're great golfers. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've been very good in their own right. And, and, and so caddies know golf, but their primary responsibility is not playing on the tour. It's helping their pro mm. win the tour. And we all know the name Tiger Woods, but we really very few of us can name his caddy, even yeah. if we've watched a lot of golf. Mm. But when Tiger's standing up and he's holding an eight and a nine in his hand, his caddy's going to give him suggestions. Yeah, sure. Man, Tiger, I don't know the way the wind's blowing, the way this ball lies. I think maybe we better go with an eight here. Um, now, bottom line is Tiger's going to play the club he thinks best, right. but he listens. Yeah, yeah. You know, to, to his caddy, he's there. Now, he carries his bag, he cleans his clubs, he makes sure everything is prepared for Tiger to be Tiger. Mm. And, and if you're feeling the role of the assistant to the pastor, 
okay, this is the mentality you've got to have. Yeah. You are there to make your pastor be his best, to mm. be at church on Sunday before he is, to make sure everything's ready to go, to allow him to be the best he can be. Mm. Man, take his sermons and blog them for him. Create a podcast that he doesn't even know he has. Right. You know, take his sermon, cut it down to 30 minutes, and yeah. do that for him, making him be the best he can be. Make him great in his own right. Yeah, sure. And you have the ability to do that. I think the administrative assistant, we could say, acts more like an agent. Hmm. Um, you know, he's he's got time management skills. He's got the ability to, hmm. to do contracts. You know, he negotiates between the deacons and the pastor. Hey, this right. is what the pastor wants. What do you guys think? So he's he's doing that. And if you look up a, a sports agent, man, they have the, the neg- negotiation skills, the sports knowledge. They're good communicators. They have hmm. analytical skills, interpersonal skills. They're good at multitasking. Yeah. That's what I want yeah. as my administrative assistant. Yeah. And that's, you know, why I'm thankful for the one that I have. Man, he understands how pastors and elders work. He understands the governmental structure of the church and makes things happen. I mean, if the pastor wants to update the landscaping, um, you need to know the proper channels to go through to yeah. make that happen so Absolutely. everybody's happy. You know, that's where it's at. And then finally, as we wrap it up, I look at the assistant, um, kind of like the Gronkowski to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, Brady's the man. Yeah. But if you've seen since the Super Bowl, hey, what are you going to do now you won the Super Bowl? What's always the quarterback? I'm going to Disney. Not yeah. this year. Yeah. It was Brady and Gronk. Hmm. And, you know, there's a there's a YouTube um, video clips out there, Tommy and Gronky, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're doing that together. And, you know, Tom Brady said, you know, his daughter loves Uncle Gronky. Yeah. And they're very close. Yeah. And so I think in that role, the assistant and the pastor are very close. Mm-hmm. They can they travel to do conferences together. Brady's still Brady no matter what. Yeah. Okay. But Gronk is there. And, and I think Brady's comfortable with him there. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm going to play, and I might pass it to you all the time, but I need you on my yeah. team right. to be part of that. And we've seen it, and hopefully we can get some interviews of guys who have traveled with their pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, I know of a, a, a pastor who took a church, you know, um, several miles from where he was in a different state, and within a year his assistant, former assistant, was with him. Yeah. Right, because they work good together. Yeah, you know, we see that in, with coaching staff as yeah, well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Coaching staff, same way they pull their guys up, mm-hmm. and I think that's that assistant uh, pastor um, idea that's there. So, I mean, that's my take. And as you guys analyze that and chew on that, hopefully, you can apply it to your setting and help you make some decisions about the future. Yeah, I think being comfortable in your own skin is is very important. Um, if don't try to be something. Now, there's room for growth, obviously, mm-hmm. but don't try to be something that you're you're not. It's if if you are naturally gifted at that administrative assistant role, then then do it. Absolutely. I mean, all, all to the honor and glory of God. And if you are naturally assisted, uh, um, um, gifted in that um, assistance to uh, the whoever the head guy is then do it. Do it with all your might, all your strength. And the same if you're in that assistant role uh, to where it's it's more of a nobody's power grab and everybody knows who who mm-hmm. is in charge mm-hmm. more or less but you are you're there to to build one another to uh, as that team mentality yeah. as you mentioned. Um, e- any of those um, situations are okay and they're profitable 
All three of them are profitable. Yeah. So if you're in one and you'd like to be in the other, don't don't look at where you're at now and go, well, that's, man, I would just be really fulfilled if things were different. Yeah. Because you're going to get there and realize that there's some, you know, there's some things about that position yep. that would be nice if it were the other way around. Yep. And so wherever you're at, um, just be okay with it and uh, and learn to, uh, that role and the lord might move you Absolutely. into into a different role someday uh and and you'll appreciate it um if if god gives you and and calls you into a senior position you'll appreciate those that are working with you in all of those three roles absolutely you know if you're gonna if you're gonna be a manager at bob evans you gotta know how to wash the dishes yeah serve tables mm-hmm. and seat people and, and I think the same is here. There's nothing like having all those experiences. So when you become a senior pastor, you get it all and you understand it. Yeah. So guys, thank you for tuning in today. I hope this was a help and encouragement to you. And again, man, like us and, and share this podcast to others. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, you can put that heart or that like there and give us a little rating. That would be great as we are just trying to get out and to encourage others who have found themselves in the assistant pastorate and want to become the best they can be at the art of the assistant. Thank you all for joining us and hopefully you get to tune in again next week.